This week's episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by Double Nut December. Coming off the heels of No Nut November, let's double it up, boys. Twice a day minimum. Get it out. Double Nut December. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah. there more of a movement uh i think yeah well um herb was telling us off mic that it's it's actually his movement that he's Mm -hmm. trying to to get started here um so we didn't really have an advertiser lined up for this week so we figured all right herb's been hassling us about double net December, let's let him spread the word. Yeah, he said he had a big announcement. Um, he's a little under the weather, so he sounds a little bit different, as you can yeah. tell. But it was important to him to come in and encourage everyone to double nut this yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, he's, he said he's he's got the Omicron. Uh-huh. Um, so hopefully hopefully he's, he's taking the proper measures to handle that. But, but yeah, he's... Very enthusiastic about double nut December. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's a tall order for me at these yeah. days. I think. Um, yeah, that's a lot. And the other thing hurt with Herb too is that he didn't stop nutting in November. He didn't actually know <laughs> November. <laughs> yeah, it's weird now that he's wants <laughs> to double it up. Yeah. Well, I mean. Honestly, he's always been very open about his habits, let's say. Uh-huh. And I feel like he's kind of always doing a double double nut month. So I don't really get what's different about this one for him. I guess he's just trying to get other people on board with a double nut lifestyle. I guess so. I guess. <laughs> and so like No Nut November, right? That's supposed to raise money for like men's prostate. Or Is that what it awareness for like is that what it is okay. cancer i think i always just thought it was like for for incels or something <laughs> to like to hold off for a month or something i don't know but that that makes more sense that it's like there's some kind of charity effort behind it yeah it's according to wikipedia so we know we can trust this 100 percent for sure thing here uh no, no, November is an internet challenge revolving around abstinence in which participants abstain from masturbation and orgasming, or colloquially, to nut, during the month of November. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I really love where our culture is, is going. This is a good time to be alive, for sure. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff happening out there. Oh, it looks like Herb is a little bit slow to this, though, because according to this entry um there's now a new internet chat or there's an internet challenge that came as a result of this called destroy dick december (laughs) jesus wow wow i you know i think i like double nut better than destroy dick you know yeah 
it's more positive. Yeah, I, I think so too. Cause uh, I don't want to destroy my dick. Right. Yeah. Like that sounds violent and painful. That's not how I nut. Right. I get too <laughs> personal, but like, you know. I mean, whatever you're into is fine out yeah, there, surfs. For sure. No kink you, shame here. Exactly. If you want to destroy your dick, by all means, we don't have a problem with that, but it's not really my cup of tea either. Yeah, it doesn't mention anything about a charity. I may have made that up and conflated it with like the Movember mustache thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Which to be clear, if anyone sees me, the mustache I'm sporting has nothing to do with that because I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I think um, that's the cancer one, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, surfs. By the way, Diego has a hell of a handlebar <laughs> stash going right now. Was that is that a, a Fu Manchu? Is that what I think a Fu Manchu is finished? I don't okay. cl- my chin is not closed yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. You've got more of a Hogan. Hulk Hogan style, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah Hulk Hogan, like, uh, I was going to say Pancho Villa, but like along those lines, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to fit in with this no Midwestern life I live. And sure. It's a more make, dick in the dirt lifestyle. Just a dick in the dirt guy. Yeah. And, uh, I make tortillas at a restaurant. I got to look, sure. look the part. Uh, hey. You know? hey, I'm with you on that, pal. I like it. Yeah, I was dicking around. I had never really had a full mustache. And my wife was always skeptical and was like, ah, let's do it. And then like, hey, here we it's are. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I'm just bored. Uh, cause yeah. What are you gonna do? Hey, what are you gonna do? Um, also, surfs, we should mention you probably noticed there's no Kevin tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's doing uh destroy. Your dick December tonight, or you know, um, no, actually, he's he's working at his um, his job he has for fun, so yeah, we, he, we had to go without him. Yeah, he took the night off, we allowed him the night off. Um, he we, yeah, he, he was allowed to take the night off to go work as long as he double nutted, is what herb those were herb stipulations, yeah, exactly. Um, like as long as you double nut, send herb a photo, you can have the night off. <laughs> which we you know hr should step in you would think but our hr department is a little lax these days yeah well that's that's the thing we kind of screwed up because herb is also hr he's the head of hr too we kind of put ourselves in a difficult situation there probably not the best guy for that role but um you know now we can see that with hindsight but what are you gonna do yeah, you know, like it was our mistake because when we were talking about when we were starting this corporation, uh, you know, and we were looking for HR people, Herb was like, oh, I'm on it. I'm, I've done HR before. But, you know, we know HR as human resources. He thought it was like horny, like horny. Yeah. <laughs> Horny research. Horny research <laughs> is what he thought HR meant. So, you know, that's the HR he's done. So that was yeah. a miscommunication all around. Right. Yeah. Just a classic mix up. Uh, and now he won't give up his position. Yeah, exactly. We're kind of in a tough spot because he refuses to go. Uh, and he just spends all day on his, his company computer doing horny research. So <laughs> not least- ideal. He leaves people alone that way. So we kind of love it. It kind of worked out. Yeah. yeah. 
so Kevin will be back next week. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, wow. What a week since we've, uh, last talked. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, my Georgia Bulldogs poo-pooed their pantsies on Saturday. Um, they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, it was it was kind of a weird, weird game. Um, you know, Georgia was favored. It was the first time Bama um, was an underdog in like uh, a long time. I don't remember quite how long, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just pull this up here because, um, you know, full disclosure, I did get fairly inebriated while watching the game on Saturday. So I'm like, wait, what was the final? Oh yeah. 41, 24. Um, yeah. So tough, just, uh, just shitty loss for Georgia. Um, yeah, the defense really got exposed. Um, and I think with, with hindsight, you could say they, they didn't play really anybody near Bama's level all season pretty much. Um, so that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, because Clemson turned out to not be what everyone thought. You know what yeah. I mean? They were a little bit of a of a crap team in the end. Um, yeah. So that wasn't like the greatest like marker to to tell. Yeah. But yeah, for those of you that didn't watch or or don't follow SEC football, you know it was battle of strength on strength. You know Georgia, like a historically good defense, basically giving up what seven points a game all year on average. Yeah. And then yep. Bama, who normally has that style of defense, was an offensive team this year. They were putting up crazy offensive numbers without the dominant defense. So something had to give. And, you know, my takeaway from it, I think I think the Georgia D is still the Georgia D. It's just that the offense didn't help them out enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think there were a few issues um, for whatever reason this Georgia front seven couldn't get the same level of pressure on Bryce young that they've been able to get pretty much on every other team they've played this year. Um, Cause the Bama O line was probably their weakest unit on the and team. They got, and they struggled heavily against Auburn the week before. Yes. Yeah. And they just stonewalled the mm-hmm. Georgia defense. So they couldn't put pressure on Bryce young and Bryce young is really fucking good. Yeah. And so when he actually has time, he was just hitting these – so, like, Bama's offense has these insane wide receivers and a really good quarterback. And, like, it, you know, everybody thought they were, like, a so-so offensive line. Um, but that offensive line stepped up. Or Joe George's front seven, I don't know what happened there. But I agree, Diego. Um, the Bulldogs found themselves in a situation where they're in a shootout basically, or they had to play catch up Mm -hmm. and the offense didn't have the firepower to, to keep up or, or to get back into it. Yeah. Um, So, and I mean, I think, I think there's like Kirby smart is dealing Kirby's there's some hubris on his part where he, he thought he could, run the table with this walk-on quarterback and we didn't need a high-powered offense to win because the defense is just that good 
and he got caught with his pants down last week. I, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it sucked. It sucked ass. Yeah, it, it was, it was tough. And, and for those, again, for those of you listening that might not know or follow this Bryce Young, the quarterback of Alabama, likely going to win the Heisman trophy, likely going to be, you know, best player in college football. Um, the kid is amazing. And I, yeah, I don't know what it is, man. It's like Nick Saban, just the coach of Alabama. He's just got this thing. He knows how to turn it on when he needs to. He, yeah. He's Kirby's Papa, you know, like exactly. He's, he's got, he's got Papa status on Kirby and he can't Kirby can't wriggle free of, of the Papa-ness that Saban has on him. I mean, only one assistant has beaten former assistant, excuse me, has ever beaten Nick Saban. And it was this year, Jim yeah. Fisher uh, took him out with Texas A&M. Otherwise all assistants, uh, all former Nick Saban assistants are over against him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a weird Georgia team. Like I started, I guess I hadn't really kind of put it together in my head until like watching this game. I don't know. <sighs> I could be wrong. This just could be a perception from the outside, but I feel like Georgia's missing like that kind of superstar player on offense. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of really good players, but like there's not besides the tight ends, which aren't going to win you a game. Right. There's not that like wide receiver or like the classic. I mean, Zamir White is very good and, and James Cook is very good but they don't feel like Nick Chubb and Gurley. You know what I mean? Right. They don't feel like no They don't feel yeah. like all the guys no, they, they've had in their it, past. Yeah, no, and they don't really have like an identity on offense. Yeah. And I, you know, that's what they've, been a, they, they've been able to just to skate by because the defense has been so dominating um, all year. Um, and so it hasn't really been an issue, but they, they finally played like an elite opponent because i mean just looking back on the schedule here like maybe arkansas is the best team mm-hmm. they played this year i don't know maybe or kentucky like it was a ended up being a pretty soft schedule so they never they never got like a really tough test in the regular season yeah, um, tennessee put up the most points against them i think at 17 and yeah most of those came in garbage time <laughs> like when the game was well over yeah well i mean yeah and like even i mean in the florida game like the defense scored at least like two touchdowns i think in that game so yeah i i think i, I don't know i mean it's obviously it's really easy to second guess after that game but it part of it's just like for georgia it's like you you have they have a bunch of like they have multiple good running backs you'd think I, I don't know. I mean, they fall behind, so then you try to start passing more to catch up. But yeah, something they just was never had an, something yeah. was off. There were yeah. so many. There were so many plays where there would be a receiver open, and Stetson Bennett would throw the ball, but like they were not on the same page. Like. The receiver would be wide open. He'd throw the ball, but it'd be like over a few feet to the right or left. It was it was yeah. very bizarre. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing now is they're in this tough spot because 
They're still in the playoff as the three seed. Yeah, to be clear, so folks, got- it's not over. Georgia made, despite losing because they've been number one all year and dominant, they're in the playoffs still. They still have a chance. It's not over. Yeah. Which, so that's what's crazy is like they, they're still in it. They've got to play a really good Michigan team. That's not going to be like, that's going to be tough mm-hmm. to get past Michigan. Um, and so in the Georgia fan base now, it's like, well, do they, do they make a quarterback change now in at the very end of the season and put in JT Daniels and see what he can do against Michigan? Or is that too high risk because this guy has barely played this season? Um, yeah. I mean, it's happened where it happened to Georgia when Nick Saban yes. in, took out Jalen Hurts and introduced Tua to everybody yeah. in the national title game. And then again, the year after uh, taking Tua out to put in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, exactly. But that's a rare thing that is like right. the biggest gamble. Yeah, exactly. So it's like knowing Kirby and how conservative he tends to be, as a coach, I would have to expect that he's going to stick with Stetson, but maybe on like a tighter leash, I think, like maybe yeah. Stetson will still get the start, but if he's playing like shit and they're falling behind, behind, then they yank him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've, that's the fear is that it's too late now to like, to make the change that you've waited too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there wasn't the, even a rotation, right? Like they weren't even rotated throughout the year. Like some schools will have their starter, but then they know that another guy will get some time. Yeah, which is that that was frustrating to me as a fan all season, especially in a lot of these games where they were up big at halftime. It was like, all right, let's get Stets out of there. Let's get JT a full second half of reps. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, there are plenty of games where maybe he'd play like a series in like the fourth quarter and, you know, only attempt, you know, four or five passes in a game. So Kirby put himself in this position and I can't help but think um, there's a certain level of like hubris um, that he thought he could do it with, with the walk-on quarterback. Um, And don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I know, college football fans are insane and they always think the grass is greener. I'm not, I still think Kirby's a great coach and he's done really well at Georgia. And I, you know, it sucks that he fucked that up. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying like this is a referendum on Kirby by any means, but I think he did fuck it up. I think I like, like they should have won that game. They're good enough to, to beat Bama this year. Um, like they've been in the other times that they've lost to Bama, they've been good enough to beat them. And in fact, in those games, they actually like should, should have won. This was the first one where it was like, Georgia kind of just got their asses kicked. Um, so, but having said all that, the, the scary, the scary thing for me as a Georgia fan is that if they beat Michigan, there is like an extremely high likelihood that they're going to have to face Bama again in the national championship game. And it's like, I'm just getting nervous just thinking about <laughs> that right now. And it's like a month away. Yeah. Cause, um, cause yeah, like expanding out a little bit, uh, that was the SEC championship game, but the other championships games were decided. So the playoff has been set. So Michigan defeated Iowa handily, like 45 to three. Um, so 
uh, they moved up to number two in the rankings. Alabama for beating Georgia moved up to number one. Um, and then they let in uh, Cincinnati, who beat Houston in their uh, championship game. Uh, the first time they've let a school outside of a Power 5 conference in. So Alabama will play the way it's lined up in this playoff. Alabama, it's all December 31st, which sucks. I don't understand why they do yeah. playoff games on New Year's Eve. That's <laughs> yeah. very stupid. Um, yeah. There's something else going that happens that night usually that distracts people a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, you know, I want to watch the games, but like, if, you know, if my wife wants to go to a party, you know, like, right. That makes sense that you would want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, no, I have to watch this shit. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, December 31st are the semifinals, the start of the playoffs. Al- number one, Alabama will play Cincinnati in the cotton bowl at three 30 PM. And number two, Michigan will face number three, Georgia in the orange bowl down in Miami at seven 30 PM. So the winners of that will then go on to the uh, national championship game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Bama will probably steamroll Cincinnati. I'm not, you know, I'd love to see an upset, of course. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be fucking incredible, but not holding my breath for that. I'd have to imagine that um, Bama's going to be, you know, operating at maximum capacity and and they're going to they're going to want to fucking do what they always do and play for another national championship so uh, yeah there's a decent chance it could be georgia bama in the national championship although georgia can't sleep on this michigan team because they they're actually they're legit man and they they they've played arguably a tougher schedule or almost definitely a tougher schedule than georgia has uh, in, in a lot of ways. So it's going to be interesting, but yeah, where it's, that's almost it for another, uh, football season, man. Yeah. It's, it's like that flies by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. It came and went, um, we, um, yeah, this Michigan team, you know, like it's, it's always easy to make fun of the big 10. It's always easy to make fun of Jim Harbaugh. Cause he's such a blowhard, but he finally got it together this year. And yeah, like you said, they're, they're not, they're not a walkover team. Um, they're going to have to bring their a game. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, all the bowls have been set all the bowl games. We won't get too deep into them. Um, we'll do a bowl preview. We'll probably get Luke back on He'll, cause he's mm-hmm. the guy in the know, um, but we'll have him back on, you know, For so sure. we can, we can do a proper analysis of the Tony, the tiger bowl taking place also December 31st, sure. in El Paso, Texas between Miami and Washington state. You know, we want to get you the, the real insights into that game or the cheese it bowl down in Orlando, Florida featuring Clemson and Iowa state. <laughs> well, and let's, let's not forget the cricket celebration bowl. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's going to be South Carolina State versus Jackson State mm-hmm. uh, coming up on Saturday, December 18th. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great that's, – that's always a good um, one. It's always like a classic game oh, yeah. that really <laughs> yeah. stands out in the minds of people. <laughs> you know, there's there's so many good – you know, the first responder bowl. You got the yep. uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, sure. Duke's sure. Mayo, great, great Mayo. You know, it's Hellman's. Great. Oh, yeah. Same thing as Hellman's, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Hellman's is Wait. fine foods. Best foods. Excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah. 
There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dukes is his own um, thing. Dukes is a southern brand. It's yes. not that Yankee Hellman's nonsense. No, no, no. Um, that West Coast best foods. But yeah, we'll break those down later. Um, sorry. Oh, you're good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, having some internet connectivity issues here, but I think I'm good now. Sorry about that. It happens. Um, you know, and, and the New York Six. New Year's six bowl games, which will be also fun to watch, um, which are like the bigger games, but uh, we'll break all that down going forward. You know, we got to get Kevin on to get his thoughts on Notre Dame uh, playing Oklahoma state out in the Fiesta bowl in Arizona, the Tostitos Fiesta bowl out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get into my Tennessee volunteers going up against the Purdue, the defensive end of the Purdue uh at the oh. music city bowl oh that that's gonna be fun because yeah. that purdue those are like two high-powered offenses going at it now yeah one. it's a coach that spurned tennessee jeff brom because i went after him but i'm also nervous because per- purdue upset a lot of teams this year they're they're not an easy like steamroll game uh um, yeah so, well, it seems seems like though both of those teams, there's kind of some similarities between yeah. the two teams. There's just like they can put up points, mm-hmm. but they can also they also might give up a they lot. They give of up a lot too. of points. Yeah. <laughs> so that game's gonna be very entertaining. There's gonna be a lot of double nutting in that game. <laughs> it's gonna be big double nut. <laughs> but yeah. um one thing I uh yeah, one thing I did want to touch on before you know the college football season wraps up and to continue on uh what we were discussing last week. Um, I wanted to bring up Brian Kelly once again, former coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, now coach of the LSU Tigers. Um, we spent way too much time talking about last week, <laughs> but that was the big story. So we had oh, yeah. to yeah. um So Brian Kelly has not left the headlines. He has continued to be front and center in all of the news because he showed up to Baton Rouge uh, after taking the job and he showed up to a game. Now, Brian Kelly, um, as we discussed last week, we were, we were wondering how would he fit into the South, you know, because he's not a Southern guy. He's a, He was born in uh, where somewhere in Mass- Massachusetts, Everett, Massachusetts. So yeah. he is a, a northern boy. He's spent most of his career up north as well. Um, but he showed up to LSU and um, somehow had a southern accent immediately, um, <laughs> which is very weird. Um, yeah, but uh. I wanted to play a little bit of that. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to give a little taste of of Brian Kelly embracing, I guess, what he thinks is Southern people want, which is mm-hmm. to sound like them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here's Brian Kelly. The audio is a little weird because it's recorded live at a basketball game, so you know it's not like the cleanest thing. But just listen to how he's talking. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. And I haven't even watched all my games yet. A 
It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans and to be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. I'm here with my family. My family. So yeah, he really hit that family. Yeah. So for those of you that might be thinking, well, like, what if that's how he talks, you know, normally? Um, he doesn't. And uh, to show you that, I'm going to play another little clip here. This is a little bit shorter. I didn't make this. This is from Jeff Darlington, uh, you know, NFL writer and football reporter. Um, he did a little side-by-side thing. So I'm going to play this clip. The first part of it is Brian Kelly uh, saying his farewell at Notre Dame. And then it cuts into that last thing we heard. So listen to him talking and hear the differences, specifically when he says the word family, because he says it twice uh, in two different accents. So here's this <laughs> audio side by side. Those incredible 12 years of my life for me and my family um, being here at Notre Dame. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. And we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana. But more- <laughs> Very different. Very different. Now, I, you know, the, the accent change is interesting. I think if he really wanted to commit to it at LSU, he should have just tried to do a full Coach O. I know. Voice, you want you know? to go Cajun, not yeah. Southern. You're exactly. Not at, you're not at Alabama. You're not at Old Miss. Yes. You don't need yes. the sweet syrup Savannah <laughs> accent with my Uh-oh. family. You're gonna no, be sir. danger. You're gonna be dirty danger, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna grab that gator. We're gonna flip that gator upside down. <laughs> Drop it in a deep fry. <laughs> That's what we gonna do. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were Brian Kelly and yes. changing accents. But, yes. But, um, you know, but that's uh, why we're not head coaches, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, college football coaches, uh, college football, I love it. It's like my favorite sport, weirdly. It's kind of, but it's just, it's, it just feels like it gets more off the rails every year and weirder shit happens every season um so you know who knows it's maybe now every coach will start trying to adapt the accent of the new program they (laughs) take over like lincoln riley's gonna start talking like a surfer a socal surfer bro or something hey it can happen have you heard jonah hill talk lately now that he's a surfer no does he is he a surfer guy oh now? man yeah he's got like bleach blonde hair and like dude oh does his wax like he likes to buy his wax bruh oh like, sick yeah sick, so dude. yeah i would love for that to happen i mean yeah if, if i'm brian kelly this is what i would have gone with you can do yeah. it you can do it you- <laughs> exactly you know, that accent yeah we're just like <laughs> Yeah, it's just so phony. It's so fucking phony. It's, it's crazy. It's incredibly phony. And I mean, I guess on some level, like every college football coach 
is a phony. Yes. There's a lot of phoniness in that profession, but that's definitely taking it to a, a new level for sure. And I get it. Like I get when you go somewhere and you're there for a long time, you know, like when I go back down South and like, I'm around it more and I hear it, like I'll start to sort of say things and it'll yeah. just like catch on. Cause you're for there. Sure. Or like when people live abroad for a long time and it just sort of sticks because that's all you hear. Yeah. But he's been there for like a couple hours. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are we doing here? He'd been there like less than 24 hours. When he was- <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious if he just had like, he came out with like overalls and no shirt on and like a big straw hat. Like, I'm Cajun Brian. Uh. <laughs> my name Brian Kelly <laughs> into the next who called me coach coach K <laughs> no one else would call coach K <laughs> yeah but also you just to go back on something for a second mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so so Jonah Hill is like a surfer guy yes now. He's also, he's lost a ton of weight from when he first became famous, right? He's much trimmer. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think he kind of goes back and forth, but yes, he is definitely yeah. trimmer. I, I Part of me feels like, and maybe this is a cancelable take, but when somebody it becomes famous as a person of size and then they lose all their weight, especially if it's like a comedic actor, I feel like they're never as funny when they're when they're less fat you know? yeah yeah like i don't know and you know good for him if he wants to be healthier and he feels like he looks better but you know i don't know is his acting career ever going to be as good as it was when he was fat jonah hill i'm yeah. skeptical yeah it's it's a weird thing um for like people who've never you know because like we jimmy and I, we talk about all the time, like we were, you know, we attempted, we made attempts at like being in this entertainment, awful entertainment industry. And, um, the thing about it is like, I don't remember who it was, but someone like talking about it, like what you need to do to make it. It's like, they're like, you're not going to make it. Or like you either have to be fat Chris Farley funny or you gotta be like weirdly like look kind of weird funny right you can't just right. be pudgy normal right if you're pudgy normal no one gives a shit about you yeah exactly you gotta be hot or you gotta be like overly f- fat yeah you gotta be like hot overly fat or or like just weird as fuck looking like, yeah be yeah. freakishly ugly in some way or something or-, or have something weird about you you know and it's and it sucks i mean it's like that's not how it should be obviously like you know yeah. normal people are like mostly like a little pudgy like us you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong with that um but for some reason on tv you have to be one or the other you can't yeah. you can't do that like you know it's really annoying and it's boohoo whatever you know yeah. but that's just like the reality of what it is you know yeah it's it's weird it's holly weird they it's call it that for a reason weird oh yeah um all right uh just to prove it i pulled up a clip here because this is where i remember seeing this clip this is jonah hill talking now 
Um, oh, again, okay. this has nothing to do with uh, his appearance. Um, Cause yeah, whether you want to be fat, skinny, whatever, do you, you know? Yeah. But um, your voice changing is bizarre, but I, I, I will say this, at least Jonah Hill lives in Southern California and hangs out with these guys and has True. been doing it for a while where Brian Kelly did not. Yeah. But here's his broy surfer. Celsius kiwi guava sparkling energy drink. I might just be like the biggest mark for marketing of all time, but it's like a health food Red Bull. So there's like vitamins and they sell it at like health food stores. Yeah, but I think it's just like Whoa. a really well marketed drink with a ton of caffeine in it. And everyone thinks I own it because whenever you work with me, I like get people. I own it, dude. <laughs> My dude, I don't own that. This movie I did, don't out to 88 surfboards. I'll skip ahead. I like riding foamies. I'm only two years into surfing. Whenever I ride a foamy, I go for more waves. I feel more like if I fuck up or if like. something bad happens, I'm not gonna hurt anyone. I'm not gonna hurt Sick. anyone, dude. Like. Foamies, foamies, bro. Foamies. Yeah, for sure. People think I own that company because I'm rich <laughs> enough to own it, uh, but I'm just really into marketing and I love being marketed to, which is sick. Yeah, but that's not what he sounds sounded like at the start of his career. No. Um, so, but hey, whatever, man. Do you? Yeah. I'm glad Again, you're surfing. Yeah. Holly Weird does weird things to people. Yeah. You know? It's a terrible place. It is a terrible place, yeah. I mean, yeah, speaking of like fat guys who lost weight, I think the guy that did it right was like Zach Galifianakis lost a bunch of weight to do become a Hollywood star and then was like, fuck this and basically yeah. quit Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he, he did it perfectly. Cause he was like an indie comedy weirdo for a long time. And then he cashed in on those hangover movies. Mm -hmm. And now he just gets to like hang out on his farm in North Carolina. Yeah. He lives like on a blueberry farm, which yeah. sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It sounds awesome. Cash in and then get the fuck out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, a lot of freaks out there. A lot of freaks. Yeah. A lot of freaking freaks. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, oh, speaking of that. Sorry, I, I'm all over the place because it's been a weird week. Um, not a lot's happened since the championship games, really. So, yeah. um, but this sort of relates to that and Hollywood, as we were talking about. Um, and maybe I should have saved this for Kevin to be here too, because I'm sure he'll have his takes. But in watching the SEC championship games and all the college football, uh, it's impossible not to watch the commercials, even uh, with of the course. volume, even with the volume down. Um, we make fun of a lot of them. We make fun of like the fansville stuff. We make fun of the progressive verse with flow. Sure. Now there's Lily and AT&T like yeah. constantly on the television and all that. Um, I will say I sort of gained a little bit of an appreciation for those specific commercials because mm -hmm. anyone's any commercials that have like a, a white lady mascot or something similar to that are the only commercials now that don't feature celebrities. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. We've complained about this before that every commercial has a celebrity in it now. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because it used to be, again, from going back in our time, it used to be that commercials were the spaces for the up and coming, trying to work actors, trying to right. make a living, trying to find some sort of work. You would do a commercial. It wasn't the ideal, but that's where you right. started. Yeah. 
now they don't do that anymore. There's no space for struggling actors. It's yeah. every commercial has to have a celebrity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Except that's those. True. Yeah. But you know what? That's that's a really good point. And I hadn't thought about it like that because, like, yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to get annoyed by any commercial. Yes. But you're right. <laughs> I do appreciate that at least like those, you know, those ones that are like creating their own world or whatever are at least hiring like actors that no one's ever heard of to, right. to, to be in these things. And I know like Flo is a celebrity, quote unquote, like she's recognizable now and like Jan from Toyota and like all these, right. like all those people, like when you look into them, like we're also like improv actors or right. like struggling, Sketch. like yeah sketch people or act so i'm like yeah man fuck it at least y'all made it right um fuck matthew mcconaughey he doesn't need to be in commercials like uh the actor who plays uh captain marvel doesn't need to be doing fucking commercials right. like you're right. in a fucking marvel movie yeah. you have more money in the, the, the whole world yeah like a lot yeah, exactly. struggling person get in there yeah save some for the rest of us why don't you yeah it's insane yeah. it's stupid and like yeah, what is celebrities don't drive cars? They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Why yeah. are you listening to them? Right. Yeah, like <laughs> anybody who buys a Lincoln because Matthew McConaughey, you know, is in the commercials a moron. Also, like, <laughs> like Lincoln probably gave Matthew McConaughey like one Lincoln, but he mm-hmm. probably drives like his fucking Lamborghini most right. of the time. You know, like he probably has six other cars that he likes way better. In the fucking Lincoln town car, whatever the fuck they gave him. Get out of here. Yeah, which also we never brought this up, but I guess he's not going to run for governor of Texas anymore. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I he, he may have been, I mean, he might be better than, uh, I forget the shithead they have. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. can't get worse. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure he would be a better politician or better governor or whatever than scott brown or something i don't remember what something brown i think is the, yeah something. he's a bad guy i know yeah, he's that not much. a good dude um but no i think beto o'rourke is is running again yeah or is running for governor this time in texas so i'm sure that's gonna work out great greg abbott greg abbott i was way off scott brown <laughs> i don't Scott Brown. Oh no, it was Dan Brown. I was going to say Scott Brown wrote the Da Vinci Code, but that was Dan Brown. Dan Brown. <laughs> oh, uh, whatever. I know. Yeah, I, I knew mean. it was a white guy name like that. Greg yeah. Abbott, Scott Brown, same difference. But yeah, like celebrities, this I know like we don't dab anymore. Celebrities, can you stop being in commercials and running Seriously. for politics, please? Yeah. Get the hell out of here with that. Just make Which, your movies and yeah, have fun yeah. with that. Go to your yeah. orgies. Don't you have enough already with yeah. your orgies and your movies and your yeah. TV shows? Yeah. Yeah. And your crazy, your secret drugs that the public doesn't get to do that you guys know about. Right. Get out of here. Get them out. Um, but also while we're talking commercials, real quick, and it's yeah, kind yeah. of a it's kind of a haze from the weekend, because as I said. I may have perhaps imbibed a few too many adult bevs on Saturday, but um, isn't the Fansville, the Dr. Pepper Fansville, isn't the final twist this year that like 
it's not real or is like all a dream or, or is it a snow globe? Was it a, or something like that? Yeah. So Fansville is also doing something that I despise in commercials, which is being self-aware. Yeah. They're yeah. self-aware that they suck and that it's annoying to people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the end of Fansville, they start talking about the off season and the joke is like off season. What is that? We're normal people. Like we, yeah, blah, 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 right. blah. And it like pans out and it's like inside a snow globe. And then there's like another world that they show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's to say, fuck you. Bring back Larry Culpepper. I'm sick yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, look, you can play whatever games you want, Dr. Pepper. You can try to distract people, but we want to know where Larry Culpepper is. Okay. We don't know what you did to him. Yeah, we haven't seen him in years now, and you think you can just sweep it under the rug, but there are people who care. There are yeah. people who watching who are watching, and we want to know. So, the only way to make this right is to bring him back or make Fansville all be inside of his head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> if if that's where they went with it, then I would just have to Fair. sit back and applaud. Yes, and say bravo, well done, Dr. Pepper. You got me. If you do that, Dr. Pepper, I will walk into Lake Erie, and no one will see me again. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 blow myself up or something. I'll do something <laughs> crazy if you do that. You'll go, yeah. you'll go out the Regis way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I didn't even want to get shot with bazookas at, at halftime of the. Yeah. At the 50 yard line. <laughs> yeah. Just bazooka me Regis style. Yeah. Be, that'll work. Yeah. I highly encourage any new listeners. If we do have that, if that is such a thing, go back and listen to the Regis episodes. Those are legit classic episodes yeah, that are fantastic. Just, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see what we got on our notes here. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah. What went down with that? With his Pittsburgh ended up winning the ACC, if you can believe it, uh, dear listener, which is yeah. weird. It, that is weird. And I also say I I have always loved uh Pittsburgh's color scheme. <clears throat> yes. And they got great uniforms. But they do. anyway, they got cool helmets, especially. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so on in that game against Wake Forest, the quarterback for Pitt, who's who's really good, I think. He's a yeah, he's a Heisman finalist. Yeah, he's been there for like um, five or six years. Yeah, he's an older, older guy. They've had tacked on all this um extra eligibility for these guys because of COVID and stuff. But he, in the game, their championship game on Saturday against Wake Forest, he broke free. He was scrambling down the field, sort of in the middle of the field. There's a lot of open space around him, but like Wake Forest defenders are sort of closing in on him. And he does this sort of like drag step thing. And it looks, it looked like, oh, this guy's about to slide. Mm-hmm. And and so when a quarterback slides, um, especially these days, um, because they have all these new rules to make sure guys don't get CTE, basically, um, like the defenders are taught, like lay off the guy. Once he's he slides, he's down. We don't want you getting a penalty for hitting a guy as he's sliding because you're not supposed to. Yeah, because the the rule is once the player gives himself up. That's it. And so the exactly. start of the start of a slide is giving yourself up. Exactly. So Kenny Pickett's running free 
and he does this motion that looks like he's about to start sliding and the wake forest all the wake forest defenders around him are all probably maybe five yards away so they're not super close but they're close enough to get to him if he kept running they all basically stop and then he keeps going (laughs) and runs almost 60 yards for a touchdown um and it looks kind of awesome in the replay it's like Mm -hmm. damn that was smart um but of course um the wake forest coach is pissed about it after the game because he's like that's unfair what my play i have to teach my players not to hit guys when they slide so you can't like what are we supposed to do in that situation yeah that's that's Um, lame it's lame because i do feel like the the defense in football in general both college and the nfl like is kind of fucked like you can't do anything like everything you do is a penalty um and that that kind of stinks yeah i i agree like i i don't think you should be able to do that i think i think like you know if you start to do that because it wasn't like because i saw people online sort of arguing like oh it was kind of just like a juke basically like but it was like very obvious, mm-hmm. like he was getting ready. It looked like he was getting ready to slide. It's not like he like put a move on somebody. <laughs> so it's like it was super obvious. Um, so yeah, I think he should have been down where he started his slide, but, but yeah, it's tough for defenses now because the rules are so much stricter, which is a good thing Yeah, to protect people's brains. But I mean, that, that they, Wake Forest just got kind of boned on that one. Yeah, that's annoying. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I have weird mix. I have mixed feelings about Pittsburgh because Tennessee played them and should have beaten them. It was an early season game. That's right. That's when Hendon Hooker came in as a quarterback Mm -hmm. and turned it around. But um, good for Pitt, I guess. Uh, I guess I'd rather Pitt than Wake Forest. They do have cooler helmets. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pitt Pitt generally seems like a cooler institution than Wake Forest. I don't know much about either. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, same. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with that. So, um, so yeah, sticking the football. Uh, I wanted to get a little NFL stuff in here before we wrap up. Um, <laughs> it was only a matter of time before it happened, and I had heard rumors, and now it's been confirmed. But the NFL has suspended some Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Antonio Brown being the headline here, this has been in multiple games because Antonio Brown apparently got a fake vaccine card (laughs) and has been using that all year long. Uh, they also suspended, um, Mike Edwards and, uh, John Franklin, the third for Mm -hmm. quote, misrepresenting their vaccination status. Um, I was waiting for someone to do a fake vaccine and, of course, it was Antonio Brown, and he got called out by his former personal chef, who is owed thousands of dollars by Antonio Brown because he famously does not pay people he hires. Yeah. So his chef is pissed and is like, all right, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. That's great. Yeah. Um, that's insane. Uh, Antonio Brown is, seems like he's, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it. He seems yeah. a little off yeah um but yeah i mean it was just a matter of time until some (laughs) high profile person tried to pull that off i guess and he got away with it for a while he got away with it for like more than half the season (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
and somehow comes off less annoying than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like a lot less annoying. <laughs> like it's like funny and like what are you doing? But it's like you know at least you're not a whiny little bitch. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not making yourself out to be like a victim here, at least right. as far as I know. Yeah. 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 Um, you're not comparing yourself to Martin Luther King's struggle. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing um but i thought uh, that was pretty funny (laughs) yeah oh my god but um but yeah the lions finally won a game so there will be uh no winless teams this year that's right and uh, and good for detroit you know yeah yeah you know i got a soft spot in my heart for the lions it's like they're you know they're just such a sad sack franchise that you want to see them you know have a little something and how awful must it be to like you reach the pinnacle of your profession you are living your dream you are a professional athlete and then you can't win a game that's got to be like the worst fucking oh yeah but they did it they did it and uh congratulations detroit (laughs) yeah well done well done boys (laughs) And then also last night uh, was a, one of the most bizarre games that I've seen parts of because I didn't stay up to watch all of it. Um, but the New England Patriots knocked off the Buffalo Bills, uh, and they and you know rookie quarterback Mac McCorkle Jones, mm-hmm. uh, real name by the way. Yeah, he uh, only completed three passes. He went uh, two for three for nineteen yards. <laughs> And uh, the Patriots ended up winning the game still 14 to 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's insane. Um, and that's something like, cause I know it was like windy and very cold and the conditions were awful, but still like, like the bills attempted 30 passes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like any other team would have attempted even with a rookie quarterback, but like only Belichick is like insane enough to be like, no, we're only throwing three passes. We're only attempting three passes this game. And it fucking worked. Yeah. It's insane. We're only going to run that ball. Yeah. Cause the fewest passes in history. Uh, number one is the Cleveland Browns versus the Eagles where zero passes were attempted, but this was 1950. So that doesn't count. Yeah, like they had uh, just invented passing, basically. Yeah, like shoes were had been invented not long before <laughs> then. Um, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it it's insane. Three, it, the weather, you know, living here in Buffalo, I can't attest to this. The weather was awful. It was so bad. It was so crazy windy. Um, it, it just... You couldn't do anything um, outside, but yeah, the bills came up short. I, for some reason, I remember, I thought the Falcons were in a game with the fewest attempted passes because they played, Mm. they lost to the Panthers uh, like maybe 10 years ago where the Panthers just ran the wildcat the whole game and the Falcons could not stop Uh. (laughs) D'Angelo Williams and D'Angelo Williams just kept running the ball on them. And they just, you know, and it was like, of course, uh, the Falcons so would do that. But yeah, I guess, uh, I guess they attempted more passes in that game somehow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
So now the 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 Patriots are nine and four. Yeah, they're in first place. So like, like we could. It's definitely within the realm of possibilities, at least, to say that a Patriots Bucks mm-hmm. Super Bowl is on the table. Yeah, which would be, which I would hate. But I would also would be insanely entertaining at the same time. Yes. I have to admit, as much as I I don't care for Tom Brady and I really don't care for the Patriots, um, it would be very entertaining to see them see a Belichick versus Brady Super Bowl. The lead up to that game would be one of the most obnoxious things. It would be insanely obnoxious. Of all yeah. time. Uh, you know, yeah. the ESPN the- would like explode. The ringer would, you know, double nut yeah. as well. Ooh, ESPN yeah. would double. There they would be the actual double nutting across New yes. England and, yeah. and and all over. So, um, it. I agree with you. It'd be cool to see. Um, yeah, I but, mean, it would just it would be fun to because those two like clearly kind of hate each other. Mm-hmm. So the just the bad blood factor would make it intriguing. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it might fill me with too much hatred. The more I think about it, maybe maybe make it too <laughs> bad. I don't know. There's some fun possible matchups that could happen, or yeah. like fun stories, I should say, that um, that could happen. You know, like the Dolphins are all of a sudden hot, and it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool to see you know Tua go up against Mac Jones, yeah. know, former teammate kind of stuff, and. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's stuff like that, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, 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 I the NFL is a little unclear right now. And some of the favorites have like dropped off. Yeah. Kansas city has suddenly found itself again. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. Um, yep. but speaking of losers, I wanted to touch on this before wrapping up a little bit. Um, in the NBA, uh, we had, a record for biggest loss of all time um the memphis Mm. grizzlies ended up beating the oklahoma city thunder by 73 points earlier last week Um, ouch the memphis bench had 93 points by themselves that's Uh, insane (laughs) jesus that's so embarrassing um uh the final score i'm going to pull it up was 152 to 79 good lord yeah so the Oklahoma, the first quarter memphis won 31-16 the second quarter 41 to 20 the third quarter 41-26 the fourth quarter 39-17 wow so yeah okc just didn't even show up are, are they like i mean i know they're pretty bad right but like that's that's yeah i mean they're not that bad no they there weren't by any means like gonna win anything this year but there's like young talent on that team they're like yeah. building stuff and try you know even the worst atlanta hawks team that i can think of when they like won 10 games in a season never lost like that. <laughs> i mean no one's yeah. ever this much it's insane yeah Damn. Yeah, I'm looking at that Thunder roster right now. It's a little thin. I know yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander mm-hmm. is good, right? Yeah, he's good. But but yeah, then you got old man Derek Favors. 
Uh, he's the highest paid guy on the team, which doesn't say much for you. They I got guess. former former Hawk darling Mike Muscala on that team. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pride of Bucknell. But uh, Darius Baisley is supposed to be like, all right, you know what I mean? Uh, and Lugans Dortch, uh, Lugans Dortch has been a solid uh, NBA player in his like couple years in the league. Trey uh, Mann is like a promise, supposed to be a promising player. But yeah, I mean, you don't lose. If it would have been like the Nets, if it would have been like Kevin Durant or the Warriors winning like this, it'd be like, all right, I get it. But it's yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. No offense to Memphis because they're good, but like, they're yeah. not Steph Curry and the Warriors. Yeah, that is that is an ass kicking big yeah. time. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, Memphis fans are still chanting defense in the fourth quarter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a more boring basketball game, except for maybe when I was a kid and I saw I went to my sister's basketball game and they lost two to nothing. Because there was only one uh-huh. basket made, <laughs> but they were like in elementary school, um, right? And the game was short, but still, yeah, yeah. That's that's embarrassing. I mean, if it's embarrassing to be on the Detroit Lions, this this is up there with with yeah. that level of humiliation. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, that the uh, you know, and again, NBA is in its infancy. We're not going to analyze too too much. Uh, we'll get into that more later as the year goes on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else is going on here. Yeah, you know, I think we covered all the juicy topics for this week. We'll get into uh, it more when Kevin comes back. But like, you know, I did want to mention too that Notre Dame, going back to college football, Notre Dame hired, mm-hmm. they promoted their offensive coordinator to be the new head coach over. Uh, brian kelly and uh they also upgraded in handsomeness i would say for sure <laughs> they made a significant handsomeness upgrade yeah because um, the the internet has been all uh, all ablaze over that so yeah and uh judging by the way the players greeted him when he was introduced as the new coach it seems like they made the right choice yes at least as far as the locker room's concerned so that's good. That's good. But yeah, we'll, you know, you, yeah, we'll get into it with Kev. We'll get into that with Kevin. He's the Notre Dame insider here. He's got the mm-hmm. direct link up there to, to Mayor Pete and everyone in South Bend. So <laughs> he'll fill us in when he returns. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to remember to double nut all this month uh, and yeah. do, do it for Herb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Please, please double nut this month. Please double nut. In the words, you know, as Chris Berman said, which is two in French. Double. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't Uh, have said it any better myself. (laughs) But um, but with that, yeah, that's going to do it for another classic up. Kev will be back with us next week, hopefully. And uh, we'll see you then. Every in the meantime, everyone stay alive as best as you can. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then next week. Papa bless everyone. Bye bye. We are the.